Greetings, everyone. I'm Sophia Chai, Assistant Director of the ASHP Innovation Center, and thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature from the exceptional programming from the 2022 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting, focusing on innovation in pharmacy. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, best practices, and leadership advice at the world's largest gathering of pharmacists. It doesn't just start at what happens in the pharmacy. To get a full picture of a medication, you really have to think about it starts from the time of drug procurement all the way into when the drug is actually administered to a patient, wasted, or maybe even expired or sent to a reverse distributor for destruction. And when we set up these different surveillance technologies, it's most important to begin to think about gathering data from each of these different systems. You can already imagine in your pharmacy, you might have three, four, five, six, maybe even upwards of 10 plus different vendors, different pieces of technology that encompass your whole medication use process. And so the first place to start when implementing a surveillance software is to begin to gain access if you don't already have so to the data behind each of these different systems. So again, let's focus on the first part of the chain of custody, the wholesaler. Think about when you buy drugs, either through an automated ordering process or from someone your pharmacy purchasing buyer as a part of your team. Think about as that medication gets delivered to your pharmacy or warehouse, as it moves into those controlled substance safes, and then eventually, if it's not used, sent back after it's expired to a reverse distributor. Questions we like to ask here and gain data for is, you know, did every medication make it from your wholesaler to your pharmacy safe? This is one area that diversion can occur, and it's one that a lot of different institutions don't have a lot of data to show that they're continually monitoring it. Also, another question is, do the medications being sent out for destruction match what the reverse distributor or the destruction logs have? Again, that full closed loop of monitoring drugs from buying to destruction. And again, how often are medications being cycle counted in the safe? All of these questions are very important to when you're starting to implement surveillance software. Having access to all this data helps make the eventual machine learning model even better for your organization. So let's jump to the second half of the chain of custody. Thinking about in our pharmacy, our controlled substance cabinets, even our medication cabinets, ADCs on the floor. Did every medication dispensed from the pharmacy reach the cabinet or patient? Were all the medications prepared and wasted appropriately from within the pharmacy? Another great data point to look at is, was there a large delay between dispensing the medication and administration of the medication? And again, going back to Mary, as she pointed out, are the pain scores appropriate for the medications being administered? One of the data points that we've added to our drug surveillance software at St. Jude is the actual pain score being documented on the MAR. And it's very interesting when you start taking in that data to have just another data point to analyze throughout the whole drug diversion surveillance process. So you might be thinking, wow, that's a lot of variables. That's a lot of data. In one week, just think about how many controlled substances go through your hospital. Think of thousands of those transactions probably pass through many of those systems we just talked about before that medication reaches its terminal endpoint, whether that's administration to a patient, waste, or being returned. So implementing a diversion prevention software solution driven by machine learning can really help your organization, your pharmacy, start to monitor those transactions automatically. Without automation, it would be really difficult 
to shift through all that data, especially for one person, even for a team, that task is just not obtainable. We're thinking about, you know, moving from being reactive to being more proactive as far as diversion prevention. So let's talk about it. Machine learning, really to demystify the term, you know, machine learning, AI, oftentimes used interchangeably, but really these diversion prevention software solutions really use machine learning. At its basic core, machine learning is just using statistical models to find patterns and make predictions. We use machine learning every day. If you have an iPhone, face ID, you know, logging in, even when you're wearing, you know, mask, it can still recognize your face. Think about weather forecasting, the weather app, right? It can predict what the weather's gonna be like next week. We're in Vegas, so sports betting lines, right? Predicting what the outcome of certain sports events. All those applications are just different ways that machine learning is being utilized. And now we're starting to utilize it in healthcare through drug prevention software solutions. So diving a little bit deeper, machine learning, it's all built on the data coming in, being put through a model, and then the output. And I just love to say it, you know, the old saying garbage in, garbage out really, really applies here. Machine learning results in your drug diversion prevention software are really only gonna be as good as the data model and the data coming in is. And so when it comes to the data, continuous improvement to the data model is a vital key for success. Machine learning, though, is really needed when a visual analysis falls short. And what I mean by here is think about manually shifting through all the different data points from your different pieces of technology in your pharmacy. You'd have rows and rows, thousands of thousands in some Excel document, probably trying to put together some really large pivot table. It gets really hard to analyze anything like that. And so that's where machine learning comes in. And that's where the benefit of these software solutions are. Again, like we've already talked about, a lot of healthcare organizations' chain of custody for medications is a really complex process. And so being able to gather all that data, set up automation feeds, it really helps benefit from having a machine learning model, being able to analyze all that large amount of data. So once you have automation of the different data feeds for your technology, and again, that's not an easy process, so I don't want to gloss over that. But after you set that up, really the next step is data validation. In any of these software vendors, if they tell you that you can implement one of these solutions in a few months, there's no way. You can't have a machine learning model without validation. And that oftentimes, depending on the complexity of your organization, can take months to even years, I've heard from talking from some colleagues around the US. A practical example I like to use when talking about validation is crosswalks. Most times between our different data, if we don't have integration, crosswalks are needed to easily follow a medication through your organization's different technologies. And if you're a multi-facility organization, crosswalks may change depending on facility to facility within your health system. You know, each pharmacy on the West Coast practices pharmacy very differently from the East Coast. Let's take, for example, your wholesaler. You buy a controlled substance liquid. It comes in, you know, little cases of 10 cups. But when your pharmacy counts it by milliliters per cup, and when you put that into the ADC, these ratios need to be built out in your data model to account for that. So you don't get a lot of false positive or noise in your data. Let's take it a step further. Let's say when your pharmacy dispenses to an outpatient clinic, they may administer that medication by cup, depending on how it's built in your EHR. Again, crosswalk needed, different vendors, different technology solutions. So you circumvent that, creating that false positive in your data. 
again, as Mary mentioned, a benefit or a way machine learning can really help out too is recognizing you might be missing dispenses, waste, or returns due to transaction types not being implemented. So making sure you have the complete picture of your data is a part of data validation. Setting yourself up for success with any of these software solutions. And again, like we talked before, validation becomes more complex as the number of systems increase. A basic setup would really be just getting data feeds from your EHR and your ADCs and medication cabinets. But really to truly fully monitor all aspects of diversion prevention, you really need to be thinking about and getting data from your wholesaler, reverse distributor. I've even seen at St. Jude, we have time and attendance recorded, you know, are clinicians and frontline staff administering or wasting drugs when they're not actually on the clock. Also, as Mary pointed out, nurses, getting that license registration and data into your drug diversion software is an easy way to um, make sure that everyone's licensed appropriately. Want to highlight here too that data validation, it's not a one-time thing. It needs to be continuously done for the success of the machine learning model and really to make sure your data is telling the most accurate story that it can be. And so let's move on to actually looking at the different ways some of the different vendors for prevention software, machine learning models, they're built. They're not all built the same and they have a few different nuances. And so most of these prevention software solutions weigh risk stratify the data differently. And again, many of these models are proprietary. And so when you do RFPs, it's really important to ask those questions of, you know, how does your software system rate transactions or what does it use in its model to make transactions, you know, the highest risk? And then how do they change their algorithm based on time? And so the first example here is some of these software solutions aggregate data from across all the different hospitals that use their software and they make updates to the machine learning model based on the group as a whole. This is a good strategy, but again, as we think about each different hospital facility practices a little bit differently, you know, different considerations are taken at different hospitals. So this approach might not be the best way, but again, it is a good starting point as long as you are able to at your own site, make tweaks to the model to account for your practices and things that you do differently. The second way is some of the vendors for these software solutions may require input for frontline staff to update the machine learning model. This is personally my favorite. A lot of them set up queues to where you can review risk scores of different transactions and then say, yeah, that's appropriate. You know, that's a potential risk for diversion. Or you can say, you know, flag something for, that seems to be a false positive. Maybe we need to take a deeper look at how the software is categorizing that risk. I really like this approach because it's more customized for the individual hospital instead of just generalizing your hospital to everyone else. And then the third way these vendors will update their machine learning models is sometimes it's done automatically pushed out through updates. And so some of them in particular do it without a lot of consulting with the individual sites. And so this is probably my least favorite way, but again, can still be an effective way as long as you are able to have an open communication with the vendor and be able to make changes to the model that fits your individual site. Again, the big point I wanna make here is that none of these products are plug and play. A lot of time, a lot of resources are required to make sure to validate the systems, to make sure the data is flowing in them correctly. And again, highlighting that when they push out software updates, sometimes it does break the data feeds, which may require upkeep. So it's really important to have someone in your pharmacy department throughout the whole implementation period, but then also knows the back end to help you maintain these systems going forward. 
So having a drug prevention software is great, but how do you take it a step further? How do you make these different transaction types that they score high risk? How do you start to make improvements to mitigate the risk of diversion? One of the ways we've done this at St. Jude is create in Power BI a drug prevention dashboard. And so while the drug diversion prevention software helps us identify risk points, this Power BI dashboard helps us provide KPIs and metrics which help us uphold our facility policies. So for example, we have a policy where cycle counting in the ADCs for all controlled substances must take place independently every week. And so one of the key components of this dashboard is it grabs the time that the cabinet was last cycle counted for all the controlled substances and it sends out an automated email twice a week to the nursing leaders and senior leadership of the individual unit, whether that their unit is in compliance or whether they're out of compliance. And so it's a very actual way to say, hey, I need you to you know, check on your cabinet cycle counting or hey, you're in compliance. Good job. Also, another point is it also sends all the null transactions by controlled substances. So then they can be able to start taking a look at are there certain drugs that have more null transactions than others on their unit. Again, having a live dashboard that notifies staff of discrepancies really helps us create a proactive environment for getting discrepancies resolved quicker. It also gives the leaders the ability to track which medications are having discrepancies more so then they can resolve them quicker without having to log into a separate you know, application or have to you know, remember to log in each week to a certain website. This gets sent to them directly through an email. Just another way that you can utilize other data analytics tools in conjunction with that drug prevention software to help really create an environment where you're tracking prevention and keeping up your policies all together in the easiest effort possible. So some other dashboard considerations. So after implementing, we really realized that each area, again, practiced you know a little bit differently. And so we made dashboard specific to inpatient nursing, outpatient nursing, inpatient and outpatient pharmacy, and even anesthesia. So their dashboards are tweaked a little different for each of those different service line areas, depending on exactly what they wanna see. We also meet with them regularly to revisit the dashboard and ensure it's working appropriately, answer any questions they have, make sure that the data is actionable for them and that they understand what they're looking at each week. Again, we use SMART goals and really encourage them to discuss them with their staff and when possible, incorporate them straight on the dashboards through data dictionaries. And again, we've really tried and pushed out all this data through automatic generated emails or alerts and teams to alert staff that's responsible in each area and make it as easy again for them to access it as possible. And so another way that we've optimized our diversion prevention program, again, was not only by having that prevention software utilizing machine learning, but it was also using that as well as our cameras that we've talked about. This really helped us quickly investigate those flag transactions coming from the prevention software. I will say once you implement one of these softwares solutions and as you're going through the data validation process, get ready because you're probably going to have a really large increase of transactions that flag as potential diversion. And so having cameras really helped us take a look at those highest risk transactions and identify if it was at all a risk for potential diversion or not. Also, clerical errors may lead to software flagging employee for diversion. And again, cameras can really help confirm if it was true diversion or not. And then 
Another great plug for cameras is sometimes, you know, our hardware and software fails, you know, maybe the Omni cells are down or maybe we're in downtime procedures for our EMR. And so having cameras there is that backup to be able to track any dispenses, administrations during any downtime procedures are just very key to having a very robust diversion prevention program. So I love this picture. So this is one of our cameras in our OR. And so you can see here, and I want to point out, you know, the three main areas that we monitor. So again, you can see that anesthesia workstation right there. You can easily see where the waste receptacle is. You can see where the pulled medication usually sits as the clinician is logging in and documenting on the MAR. And then you can also clearly see the sharps container. And as all of our cameras are in our OR areas, we do have digital masking to help protect the privacy of our patients. But we have cameras not only in our OR, again, we have them in our pharmacy warehouse where we keep all of our drugs to make sure, you know, that wholesaler to pharmacy safe process is still tracked. And I will say, you know, cameras have helped us also identify where we've been missing some high dollar medications. We have a lot of chemotherapy drugs. And so if drugs or pill bottles might get accidentally dropped on the floor or scooted under a cabinet, cameras are also a great way not to just prevent diversion, but help find lost medications too. Some other benefits to drug prevention software. So once you have all this data from your systems into this kind of collated data mart, it really can help you start to identify other workflows and processes that can be approved, not only for drug diversion, but for also just operational efficiencies. You might also find as you start collating all this data, potential incorrect software or hardware configurations. You know, do you have your medications adequately flagged to be wasted in your ADCs? Do you have your cabinet profile set up for overrides appropriately? Again, once you start analyzing this data as a whole, some of these different problems may be easier to spot out. And because most software solutions connect to so many systems, it does provide a central location for a lot of your data to live. So if your organization doesn't have, you know, a central maybe data lake or a place to store all of your pharmacy data, drug diversion prevention software might be a first step to getting all of your data in a centralized place for you to do analysis of your other pharmacy workflows. And again, once you have all that data in one place, it makes expanding to non-controlled medication oversights a lot easier if the data is all in one place. So key takeaways here, machine learning models really can optimize an institution's ability to monitor large amounts of data automatically. Again, data validation is important to maintain a machine learning model. And again, it's not a one-time process. It's supposed to be continually happening. And finally, metric dashboards and diversion prevention cameras really help maintain the data model and they can help speed up your investigations. Thanks so much for listening in today. Be sure to visit www.ashp.org innovation for more ways ASHP is helping to innovate pharmacy practice. And check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2022 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Sophia Chai from ASHP Official, and thank you for listening.